welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Beggars and Brawlers podcast. This is episode 41, recorded Friday, March the 4th of 2022. And today, well, today it's time to discover your superpower. So, there's so many reasons that I love long series in fantasy, <laughs> but I think one of the biggest ones is the way that secrets unfold when they're well written. How you start in this one area and you love that setting because it's so magical, but you get hints of all these other magical places. And characters start off with so many secrets and mysteries, and you meet more that are intriguing. And with every book, you get deeper into them, just like the magic system grows more complex and the story twists reveal all of this secret history and whatnot. <laughs> If you're listening, you probably also love those things. Since you're a fantasy lover, I assume that I don't have non-fantasy lovers listening, but if I do, hey, <laughs> this is what's cool about the genre. Um, and a lot of those things have been true about the Tidecaller Chronicles. Big news, I just finished Rebel of Riddle and Woe, draft number two, which is the draft uh, at the end of which I've basically done all the work. And now it's just polishing up prose and... Uh, that won't take me too long. So now it's available for alpha readers. If any of you have read the other ones and want to read this one and give me feedback before it's perfect, instead of waiting for the perfect one, you can email me. And I have an easy link for you to download that in the next couple weeks. So if you're listening to this in the future, sorry, got to go buy it, but you're getting the perfect version. But anyway, writing this book has given me a chance to get deeper in because book number one was very focused. Book number two, we saw a new location. Now in this book, we're kind of on a journey. So we see a lot of new lands and we already have a few under our belt and the cast has become so much more multicultural that you're discovering a lot more about the world even though you haven't visited them. And the characters that we started off in book one kind of wondering what's their deal. We're getting lots of their secrets coming out and the magic is kind of breaking loose. We're finding out all of these new things and the characters have new powers and they're discovering secrets that were totally buried there from book one. And uh, like, it's so hard to keep a secret for that long. It's the same as a writer as it is as someone giving someone a present or planning something. You want to just tell them. And I've wanted to just tell you about these things for a long time. So uh, writing book three has been awesome because finally now I'm starting to tell you some of the cool stuff that I imagined before I put any words down in book one years ago. So that's been awesome. And now that I've done that, now finally, after all of this work, <laughs> I'm feeling like it's not too much of a spoiler to do a thing that I've also wanted to do from book one and that I have already done for the Empire of Resonance series since that one is more or less wrapped up. And that is a personality quiz. That's right. You can now find out what your tide calling power would be if you existed in the tide caller universe. Um, so it's a personality quiz in the sense that all of the magics in this world are uh, limited to culture and all of the cultures have their specific kind of quirks and traits. And so through a personality quiz, I can kind of figure out where you would fit in this world. And thus I can figure out what magic you would have. So I don't know how to give you this quiz <laughs> in an audio format, because once you choose an answer, the next question that comes is different based on that answer. So you're going to have to click the link that's in the show notes to find out what your tide calling is. But I can read you the first question. And admittedly, I am exercising a little bit of my secret desire to write choose your own adventure novels when I write these quizzes because they're not the standard like, do you like your coffee black or with cream or with cream and sugar, etc. <laughs> they're a little bit more involved. So question number one is, 
in a battle of wits against someone impossibly smart, do you A, match them with your own formidable wits, B, plead for their mercy, C, manipulate them emotionally until they make a mistake, D, try to bribe your way to victory, or E, downplay the importance of your loss after the fact. So that is how the quiz begins, and there's lots more questions like that. And at the end, um, you get a picture of a typical person who has your tide calling power and also description of it. And I hesitated this long because some of those descriptions are slightly spoilery. You know, nothing that's going to ruin your enjoyment of the books, uh, especially if you've read through books two and three. But yeah, there's some cultures and people and magics that we haven't really gotten to. And admittedly, those answers are a little bit harder to get to. You kind of have to answer in exactly the right way. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about these quizzes. And I don't know if you feel this way about personality quizzes too, is that if you don't like the answer that you got, just take it again. So this one, definitely, if you take it and answer different things, uh, you're going to find different stuff, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure novel. So there is a link to that in the show notes. You can find out what your tide calling is, whether you like Alethea and you can read thoughts through water, or you're like her enemies in book one who can seize people's blood to make them into uh, their puppets, or the people we meet who become fabulously strong and uh, long-lived through riches in book two, or uh, those other powers that we haven't really even explored yet, they're all in there. So you can check it out. So now I suppose it's time for a progress update. As mentioned, I have finished draft two of Rebel of Riddle and Woe, which feels so good. I don't know why this book Feels like it took me so long to write, but I think I've been working on it since October. So that's like five months of work for a person who theoretically writes books in three months. So it's been kind of frustrating. It ended up long, but like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm settling myself with the fact that a book takes as long as it takes. And I know that five months to write a 120,000 word book is still fast for lots of authors. So I shouldn't be complaining, but I do want to tell a lot of stories. And so that means that I kind of got to tell them fast or I'm going to get to this place that Brandon Sanderson was before his secret Kickstarter, whatever, whatever. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but uh, back in 2019, it was like, yeah, I've uh, plotted all the books that I can write until I die. And it's kind of a bummer because there's a bunch that I wanted to write that I didn't get to. So if I can just write faster than Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> so anyway, that's where that frustration comes from. But still, I'm really happy with this draft. And um, it's now available for alpha reading, like I said. So after I get feedback from those early readers, I'm going to make it even better. And there's still uh, work to do polishing the prose and tightening things up. But those are little tweaks now that I feel like I've gotten the big pieces in the places they need to go. Um, and deleted the big pieces that didn't belong. I did some of that too. So that is the progress update on that. I can now start updating you on the Gaxna novella, which is a side project I started. I have a couple thousand words on it. And now that I'm done finally with this draft and it's gonna take a while for people to give me feedback, I'm gonna dive into that. It's a novella set before the events of Daughter of Flood and Fury. So it's completely spoiler free and told from the perspective of Gaxna, who still has lots of secrets that we haven't found out about yet. So I'm really looking forward to writing that one. Uh, I've got an interesting idea to start it out with, and I don't have the whole thing planned, which is a distinct pleasure of mine in writing shorter stuff, is to not like plot and plan the hell out of it the way that I do with my novels. Because if I don't in something that long, I just get hopelessly off course and frustrated. But in something that's like 15 or 20,000 words instead of 120, I can just kind of wing it and trust myself to wrap it all up. And that's been, I think that's 
ended up having me write better novellas than they would have been if I had planned them out because the characters have a chance to tell me what they think should happen next, which is awesome. So um, that one is mm, 10% done maybe because there was some planning and brainstorming that went into it probably starting tomorrow i'm going to jump right into that one which is exciting i just finished draft two today and i've been updating you about the alchemy of sorrow anthology that i'm in our kickstarter is officially over and we ended up at like 400 funded which was amazing in the last few days it was overshadowed by brandon sanderson starting a kickstarter for four secret novellas and rapidly becoming the most successful Kickstarter in history. But we're still proud of what we did, and it's awesome that we 4X'd our initial goal, and we're going to get all this artwork. We're going to have a free audiobook. Um, there's all kinds of cool add-ons for people. Our paperback and hardcovers are going to be gorgeous. I've actually seen the illustration for my story. It's awesome. So I'm excited for that to come to you, but I'll probably stop updating you for a while because you either back to the Kickstarter and you're going to get your book in a month or two, or you didn't, and this news is not going to be relevant to you until September sometime when we release it to the general public. So that's what's going on with me. I'm super excited to get into Gaxna. If you want to alpha read Rebel of Riddle and Woe, send me an email. And I want to say thank you to everyone who responded to my last podcast for your emails and Facebook posts and tweets. Uh, a lot of you enjoyed the interviews that I did with Crystal and Rachel as part of the Alchemy of Sorrow. I still have more of those in the can that I want to bring out, but I'll probably keep them until we're closer to the public release date now that we're done with the marketing push for the Kickstarter. John Jay wrote me on the world building episode a while back and talked about world building from a Dungeons and Dragons from a Dungeon Master perspective, which was super cool and taught me that solo D&Ding is a thing. I did not know this, even though my brother is deep in the world of D&Ding and was before it was cool. In my own reading, I finished up Cytonic by Brandon Sanderson. His name is coming up a lot this podcast. Uh, it was good, but I feel like he lost some of his character focus for plot and setting mysteries. Uh, which he tends to lean on, and those are his strengths, but still his best stories, I think, are the ones that are character-driven, and they tend to be the first in series as he's selling us on the character, and it's totally true with the Skyward series. I forget what he's calling it, but the first one was so strong because the character was so strong, and she kind of fades a little bit in this one, and that's actually almost part of the world-building, but long story short, it didn't sell me quite as hard as the earlier ones did. And now that he's released these four secret novels that were passion projects, I start to wonder, because I think he was working on them simultaneously, if his heart wasn't really in this. He talks a lot about the books he has to write versus the ones he wants to write. And for my own writing anyway, I know that the books I want to write are always gonna be the best. And so the hack is to want to write the books that you've decided you have to write. So with that, I am going to not get back to revisions because Praise Ujay and Jaya. I am done with revisions until I get feedback, which is wonderful. I really like writing first drafts better. So I hope you enjoy finding your tide calling in the quiz. That link again is in the show notes. Let me know if you want to read the book. And there are some cool Easter eggs in that quiz if you are looking close. As always, I hope that this podcast finds you well and in the company of good books. Until next time, my friends, read on. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tidecaller Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www.levijacobs.com/free. Thanks for listening, and read on. <laughs>